Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the All Four Wheels podcast with Charlie, my co-host, and myself, Joel, from the It's Joel YouTube channel. And, well, in the recent weeks, it's been super, super busy for me. I've been doing lots of events, actually. I was at an Alpine event in Bristol yeah. uh, at the Brabazon Hangar. <laughs> Which is where they built Concord. I was like, oh. I was really intrigued by that. Actually, you were, when the everyone came, was looking at the Alpines and you're like, hold on, what's this? I was more in, when the invite came through, I was more interested in going <laughs> because of the Concord thing. But anyway, that was a that was a launch for a very special uh, electric model that they're not producing. Very strange. Oh. Um, then I went to SMMT, which is my first time ever at SMMT. And that's an interesting one because it's basically this day where a bunch of manufacturers likes of Porsche... Maserati, Mercedes, MG, BMW, lots and lots of manufacturers all bring like their range of um, press cars. Right. Pretty much whatever they're selling, yeah. you know. And um, you get a little media pass thing. You, yeah. know, you sign on and you can basically drive whatever oh, you want. Awesome. Unless unless it's Mercedes and then for whatever reason they've got a 30, an age of, of 30 oh. restriction, which really? is very strange. Especially because Maserati had the MC20 there, which yeah. is that new supercar. Yeah. And no age restriction for that. Right, okay. A bit strange. Yeah. And then the main talking point of um today, Charlie, I want to talk to you about where I was well, it was last weekend now. It was in I was in Germany. Yes. At the Nürburgring. One uh, of yeah, yeah. one of our favourite places, yep. but uh, somewhere I try and go <laughs> as much as possible. Um I was invited by Audi to go along for the N twenty four, which is the twenty four hours of Nürburgring. And I don't think I fully well, I didn't fully realise what it was until I know, we did our last podcast. And you were filling me yes, in a, in, in a lot of... I'd, I'd only just watched like 10 minutes of the year before, hadn't I? And I was yeah. just kind of saying, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I think I think from what I've... The, the inklings I've heard from, since you've been back a little bit, it was awesome. It it, it it was. I think it took me until... It took me getting home to realise just quite how incredible <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, but a bit of background for, for those of you that don't know what the N24 is. Well, everyone's heard of 24 Hours of Le Mans, I suppose, yeah. haven't they? essentially it's the same thing but at the Nürburgring and, and so, the Nordschleife exactly so not only is it on the Nordschleife which is the crazy 13 mile basically toll road that goes through um, the forest it's also the GP circuit yeah. which is what another 3 yeah, miles or something yeah. I'm not sure actually but um, so that's where we were based is on this sort of main pit straight yeah. of the which cool. GP circuit which is really awesome yeah it had like the it had like a hospitality, um, I think it was to- be yeah. Total Energy Hospitality Suite. And there was a balcony and we could literally stand above doing the that? pit lane watching all... It was amazing. Some driver swaps and everything. But essentially what it means is it's this 16-mile, 24-hour race. It's just the... For me, it's just the... I know they swap drivers every few hours. Um, but it's... Uh, I, I just think it's quite amazing the endurance part of it. I know that's the whole point. It's called an endurance race, but <laughs> but you know, uh, in the middle of the night, you know, they can't they, they swap they swap every few hours, so they can't have that much sleep between their drives. If you see what I mean, yeah, they're re- um, it's really yeah. Full so on. for you, you know, but you're driving, you know, full chat through the night with slower cars on the track as well. Yeah, you've got to be on it, really on it to not crash and i mean i caught a bit of it on youtube that weekend i was quite busy but i caught a bit of it on it you know i think i was in bed at like 1am you know just i was like i couldn't i couldn't want to switch it off because for me the whole night bit it was so fascinating because again they're just coming up on the slow cars and it's it's absolutely correct and, yeah. and the first thing that caught my eye when we saw the racing 
I'll, I'll sort of give a full overview in a minute. Yeah. But as you're mentioning it, I, I didn't realise that they like flashed. No, I never. Knew I just either. thought, oh gosh, he's aggressive. <laughs> but then they all do it. So basically, because there's that's what someone normally does to you on the M25. I know. <laughs> I was like, that's very aggressive because that that would be yeah, someone yeah. really angry at yeah. you on the British motorway. <laughs> but um, yeah, because like you say, there's faster category cars, yeah. and and I guess maybe in person. I don't know. I haven't really asked you yet, but did was it really noticeable? Like, was it quite weird seeing? Almost exciting as well when you're sat there and you see like a just I don't know there was a few golf R's and stuff in there wasn't there and then you see a GT3 coming up and you're like oh this could get interesting yeah what was the really slow thing it was a date da- yeah it didn't a make year, it not it a Sandero it. It like I don't a, know what it was yeah but they're, they're, yeah they're, you could definitely notice <laughs> yeah. it but yeah what they do is they sort of have a button in their car which they press and then the the lights flash 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 yeah. flash, 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 flash flash to sort of just alert the slower moving vehicle that they're coming through but the yeah. crazy thing is that at, at at night there's so much of it going on that it might, I just don't understand how they weren't completely their mind was yeah I see what you mean like overwhelmed <laughs> yeah. yeah by, all by the... just lights and people having a party on the side of the track as well you know, I know. fireworks so um, yeah so in short it was an incredible yeah. experience but I'd love, the... to, I'd love to try and go next year I know I, I mean I've kind of got the call a bit late to be fair this year you know it was only what a month or two I probably advanced, only got invited so, yeah. a few weeks before yeah. it actually happened but yeah, the way it worked is that Audi UK invited me. They uh, said they would supply me with a car, basically to drive over to Germany um, alongside a bunch of other YouTubers and journalists. There was some interesting people there, actually. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, and so the car turned out to be an RSQ8. It got delivered to me on the Friday. Or was it the Thursday? I think it got delivered to me on Thursday. Then Friday at 3 or 4 a.m., I headed down to the Euro Tunnel. Um, where Audi had got us a Flexi Plus ticket, which is nice. Oh. Actually, it means that you can get on any train yeah. you want and and um, use like a lounge yeah. and get you weren't a... stressed about being late or anything. Or no, yeah. not really. Although I'm still, to be fair, I'm still trying to get a certain yeah, yeah. train, but I've never had that before because actually I've always yeah. paid for it myself until this point. But anyway, yeah. So um, and then met up with some of the guys there that happened to be on the same crossing as me. There's a girl called Katie who works at Top Gear. Uh, she was in an RSQ3. And Johnny and Anastasia, who are actually Audi UK uh, press officers, they were in the S8, which I've had before, which is a fantastic car. And yeah, then it was all uh, driving over to the Nürburgring, yeah. checked into a hotel about half an hour away. And then, yeah, we were there on, what? so Friday was qualifying day, am I not mistaken? Yes. And then Saturday at 4pm, the race started, started and obviously ended then at yeah. Sunday at 4. So it was all literally, it all kicks off by the time yeah. we even got there. And it was so busy. You had to get our media <laughs> accreditation. What? We got given these, which I wanted to show you because I just think it's so cool because it's got ah, yeah. Nürburgring <laughs> 24. Keep, isn't it? I'm definitely going to yeah. keep that. But this media vest... Got you in anywhere. <laughs> we could literally go anywhere we wanted. Yeah. It was amazing. You feel like at the F1, it only gets you so far. But I feel like from what I, you know, a few pictures and stories of yours on Instagram, I was like, you could literally just go, hi, I'm media... Because there's, you can, what I didn't realise from visiting the, the Nürburgring before is that you can actually more or less walk around the whole track. If I don't you know, know, I don't know. When we go back yeah. soon, we'll have to look and see if it's all what closed parts, off yeah. now or whatever. But you can literally walk around the whole thing. Right. But basically, wherever there was fences, yeah. we could just go with you. We could cross them yeah. and go through. <laughs> and yeah, I'll talk about it a bit more in a yeah. minute. But some of the access we got was incredible. Did you get your. Um... I was always curious. I don't know why I was thinking logistics and weird things. I was thinking, 
so obviously it would be so busy in all the car parks because you were not staying you were staying a little bit out of yeah. from where that you know you had to drive to the ring you wouldn't be able to yeah. walk would you did you have any like car parks because you know events like that the public parking is would be chaos by the time you yeah if you just wanted to pop back to the hotel for a bit yeah and then come back did you have a area that you could kind of go to yeah like parking wise or? we we did along with yeah. that media accreditation yeah, that's we had I mean. like a, a, a right big thing that said a5 which was this car park ah, opposite the entrance which we had access to yeah but on the saturday afternoon when we were moving locations i had the window down huh. floored it a little bit and the thing went flying out the window <laughs> <laughs> but it was okay because I hadn't actually I didn't actually intend to go back to that right. car park it yeah. turns out but yeah so we had access although having said that I, I think I drove in at maybe lunchtime on the Saturday so to get there two or three hours yeah. before the race started and also the classic race was going on okay which I caught a bit of and there right. was this mercedes e-class evolution or something that sounded like a zonda <laughs> it was hilarious um i got a clip of it i think but um yeah so i got there a few hours early but it, it did take a while to get into yeah. town um because the hotel was a little bit of a way out actually i mean i i've always been used to staying at the speedies place so that you know about you've revealed it now yeah but i won't <laughs> say anymore <laughs> And that's literally in, it's, it's in yeah. the middle of it all. And you can hear really, it. You can hear it when you wake up in the morning, but you're so far away that there's no other people bothering you. No, that it's makes weird. sense. It's very peaceful yeah. until <laughs> what is it when the when there's a track kind of get started nine a.m. Depends what's yeah. going on. No, it is that, like, that's why I love that place because it literally feels like you're just you feel part camping. of it. You feel part of it, but you're also in the field, so you're not you're not you're in the middle of, of nowhere, yeah. aren't you? Um, yeah, so what else to tell you, really? It, yeah, it was incredible. So obviously drove the RSQ8 down, um, went and got all the, the things and walked around with everyone, got to meet some interesting people. Um, yeah, had access to this hospitality, which was sweet. Because obviously in there, they had all of the screens and all the timing gear yeah, and everything like so that. So you could really keep up with it. And then, and then we got to walk on the grid and in the pit lane, which was awesome, really yeah. cool. Um, there will be a video going out on my channel. It might be out already or it might, not be out just yet but do uh stay tuned and actually i'll put it in the link of this podcast once it, it is published but you'll see got to walk in the pit lane which i thought was super cool yeah and like well it's just uh, it's a different if you compare it to f1 i know that's but that's what everyone really cares about you know think thinks to because of drive to survive you know it's the benchmark um, isn't it everyone's talking about that that it's just completely different style of everything's different pit lane you know um yeah well what i was going to say is that i couldn't believe just like how relaxed it seemed yeah so we're just there's probably ten thousand people in this pit lane but it's not like they just opened the pit lane to pedestrians because there was nothing going on like this was after the classic race and this is when they were they were pulling the cars out of the garages. Probably and, a stressful period. For them. And putting them onto the grid whilst we're all... <laughs> and, and there was like one thing where one of the R8s that we were there to support, the R8 uh, LMS car, one of them, they just literally started wheeling it out of the garage. And there were people in the way and they don't stop. Like if you're in the way, yeah. you get hit. It was so it was so funny. They're on a mission, mate. And then the same thing with um, the grid. Yeah. You know, getting to walk on the grid. And I, I did say in this video that, I've always wanted to walk on the grid in F1, but this is pretty yeah. cool as well. Well, I think it's—I just think it's quite interesting in terms of it's something that I probably wouldn't have considered going to or yourself. I don't think you would have a year ago, if no. not six months ago. I didn't know what it was to be yeah. honest. And uh, well, a lot of people might not. You know, I didn't either. I'll happily admit that I knew about GT racing, but it really watching it—it it was exciting. Mm. Um, 
and there is from just looking on YouTube when the live streams they were doing there there was a big following that obviously do follow things because they knew everything about the car you know who was racing and what team and the the strategies etc etc which you probably wouldn't because there is a lot of I know F1 has strategies where it's like one stop or a two stop but this mm. has so many different factors and the driver changing and all of that and yeah um, and they refuel yeah and I think there's just you know it's such a long period of time that it allows just so many you know if you think back to the Monaco Grand Prix that happened uh, as we're filming this last weekend if that was 24 hours <laughs> And you wouldn't be saying with certainty that Max Verstappen was going to win it, would you? Because, <laughs> I mean, you don't know. It could yeah. go one of two ways. He could speed off into the distance and be a million laps ahead after 24 hours. But yes, because there's that much more time, mm. it opens up the possibility for so many more things to But one thing happen. I did want to talk about was they don't, they try and avoid any form of red flag or stoppage, right? They just put in um, speed zones where it was a 60 limit. You had to put your pit limiter on on the track yes. drive through that zone where there was an accident so the recovery team could get out you know fix it sometimes those speed zones would be on for 10-20 minutes you know however yeah. long it took whereas Which, could you bring that into other motorsport I don't see why not well they do in, in F1 they do virtual safety car don't uh, they is Which the is the same kind of well, concept I guess they're following a delta so they're following yeah. a, a sort of a, a time um, yeah but this the, in, no, the interesting thing was with this was just from watching a little bit was it, actually, it was happening towards the end of the 24 hours. The I think it was like a 35, 40 second gap between the first place Ferrari and the second place BMW. And the BMW, there was halfway around the track, they were probably both near the start of the lap, there was an incident. And the commentator said, this could get interesting. If, if the um, safety zone is in place for when the Ferrari goes through, mm. but it's cleared by the time, because they're at different stages. Uh, Do you see what I mean? Make that time up. Yeah, exactly. So that, that almost creates a bit of excitement that if you get caught in the wrong safety zone let's say a car temporarily breaks down and then actually he gets it started again it's moving and the safety zone goes yeah by the time the second place he's made up all that time that because he's not had to slow down exactly i do like the whole pit limiter thing though because yeah. with the whole virtual safety car thing in in f1 they always seem to end up a slightly different distances from each other after it's yeah. ended whereas with the pit limiter they're all doing the same yeah. speed like there's no there's no well, there's no other factor there's no the, give or take no so I do like that. But as a racing spectacle, it was um, unbelievable. And uh, I have to give... Right, so th- there were some interesting people on this trip. Um, there was... Uh, Joe Achilles was there. He was a YouTuber that... I think you you, yeah. you know who he is. And I think lots of you guys will probably know who he is. Um, but he is Mr. Nürburgring as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. Because he showed us all of these places that you saw on my Instagram story and that I've been talking to you about. He sort of showed us all of these places. And um, actually, I was pestering him on the Friday evening, I think it was, saying... No, it was the Saturday. I was pestering him on the Saturday saying, hey, can you take us to that place that I you saw on your Instagram story? Us, but once I'm there, I know how to get yeah. there, etc. And he did. And it, and it showed... And it, it was absolutely incredible. Before then, he took us on <laughs> a walk from probably 10 p.m. to midnight all the way to the to the carousel. Okay. Right, so where we parked, yeah, and that was a whole other thing in itself because I'd lost my parking yeah. thing. I had to do the whole put the media jacket on and, and sort of <laughs> really, put, yeah, in. I had to really bag my way in. You're quite good at that, though. I've noticed. I think I am quite good at that because Joe Achilles and, and a couple of the other guys. Face, that's I was waiting for them for half an hour in that car really? park because they weren't weren't getting allowed in. But anyway, we parked in that YouTube uh, corner car park, and then from there it was about a two hour walk through the forest, maybe an hour and a half. 
to get to yeah. uh, the carousel. Oh, wow. You, think is, it, you feel like it's probably, it feels closer to it YouTube was, Corner, for example. You think, oh, well, it's not that far away. It's only a few, you know. Yeah, but then what you're forgetting is that it's, it's up and yeah. down. And also, for the N24, the entire, and I mean the entire side of the track, at least in that section, is filled with people and parties and (laughs) smoke and fires like there's literally all of these Nürburgring supplied barrels which are just in the middle of the pavement on fire (laughs) and it was like walking through I don't know it was like watching 50 years of Top of the Pops in in an hour because you would you would go 100 meters and that would be like German trance coming you know playing and and people dancing around like that and then you'd go another 100 meters and it'd be like sort of hippies around the campfire with an acoustic guitar then you'd go another 100 meters and it was like death metal (laughs) it was really crazy and then on the left this whole time you've got the cars whizzing past I've never seen anything like it I think people go for a weekend out as well but the Germans go absolutely absolutely nuts quite cool isn't it like it was and uh, people build scaffolding (laughs) they have like their TVs like crazy setups like on the fence itself um and I'm sure they're indulging in all sorts of... I feel like Germany, as much as it is quite a strict... Uh, you know, I feel like it is a little bit stricter than maybe here sometimes, but they do have a very lax approach when it comes to certain things. Like, safety is important, but then also, like, you watch, like, German football and it's... There's so much... they can that Everyone can stand up. You know, you go to a match here and they're like, sit down, sit down. Do you know what I mean? I but, think they're less health and safety conscious in Germany. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, they're like they don't really mess around. Like they, they when it when it comes to real health yes. and safety, they're like yeah, yeah you know, um, and they do take safety very seriously at the Nurburgring. But as a uh, spe- spectacle, yeah, well, I mean, we were all saying the as whole long as you're time, behind the fence, you can do what you want, basically. Yeah, but we were saying the whole time that if that was Silverstone, forget it. Like <laughs> the, you know, there's literally there's people having fires <laughs> next to the track throwing flares yeah. onto the track that, that they At shouldn't the start, they, they I should, saw that yeah it was they definitely crazy. shouldn't be doing that but that just you just wouldn't you know and, 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 you, and you'd have it all over Sky News if it happened here and the, t- the bomb squad would be called in because someone threw a flare at a moving vehicle on well, a racetrack and the amount of people that must be injured not only because there's just random fires in, in genuinely in the middle of the pavement <laughs> but like it's pitch black there's tree stumps yeah, sticking out yeah. everywhere. the ground is You've all uneven it's not like a smooth tarmac <laughs> pavement it's absolutely wild. But anyway, yeah, we, we, we went well, to the carousel and got there for about midnight and it was it was it was crazy. I mean just along the way as well we kept going into there was sort of various Spots. marshal stands. Right. And we'd just say, Hey, can we you know and they were yeah. like, Yep, yep. And there was one where we literally walked onto the track <laughs> to then go right onto a bank. Right. And then we were just stood on the stood on this bank. <laughs> with these cars you know no more than 10 meters away coming around at 110 120 miles an hour it was very surreal the exhaust was probably lit up at night as well because it was so hot yeah the r8 lms car actually would literally when it was i think it was when it was on or when it was uh off the power yeah like rocket style flames (laughs) would just fire out the twin exhaust it had it was really i've never seen anything i find it i I do find it quite crazy I always think about aircraft, you know, like it. an aircraft flies to Buenos Aires, for example, mm. refuels, and then two hours later flies all the way back. And I'm like, wow, like, how can the aircraft cope? And it's the same thing with these cars. I was like, they're just driving, you know, being absolutely ragged for 24 hours. Like, how are they coping? But 
it's mechanical engineering isn't it you know it's amazing cooling yeah, yeah it's exactly amazing mechanical yeah. sympathy from the drivers yes. they know how to yeah, look at because yeah. there will be points i'm sure well, they, they're like the brakes are too hard let the brakes yeah. cool down or let the engine yeah. cool down but yeah i mean incredible technology yes. it is amazing to yeah. think that because because we went back the next sort of morning to a different spot and obviously saw the same cars going round after we'd been at home having a few <laughs> beers and sleeping um, yeah, we were all just saying, like, that's great. Like, that's the same car we were watching. Yeah, the whole night you've been just having dinner, sleeping. He's just been going round and round. It's been going round. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a real experience. I'd love to get you on it, obviously, yeah. if, if we can next year. Well, um, they do one at Spa. The thing is, I was looking at the dates, like, the Nürburgring's that weekend, and the next weekend's Spa, and the next weekend's Le Mans. So they're all very close together. Mm. Um, so we could do certainly one of them. Spartan hopefully the audi yeah. invite uh, invite me slash us back for <laughs> the nurburgring again next year i I'd, I'd like to go again um but yeah it was it was a very interesting trip that another person of note that was on that trip was matt watson from carwow who i'd not met before right. um really really nice guy really funny guy actually and he also brought down he's recently just been um given a, a long termer from audi but it's okay. a, it's an audi r8 spider oh, and it's lovely. he basically i've never heard of this before but he essentially specced it from new oh so he specced the car up as if it is his own car yeah yeah and he had it delivered to him with delivery mileage on it but it's this gorgeous green it's like my my wet dream for an r8 it's green with a tan interior and uh i think it was it yeah it's like a brown roof oh convertible roof i do love that i that you had a tan interior in one of the many cars you've had probably on yeah. press and yeah it's just there's something about it it's quite mm. it's quite classy with also in a sports slash supercar isn't it they work well in porsches just any yes. porsche the tan interior is, is is gorgeous but yeah no so he had that there and it was absolutely <laughs> stunning i was a little bit jealous oh and it had the gold wheels as well like i've had yeah. on, on on r8s before very very cool and it was it was great to meet him actually and um have all sorts of interesting conversations over breakfast um and and joe achilles like i say he's he's become a good friend actually and he yeah having him there was invaluable because he, he wasn't there sort of giving the grand tour to everyone we probably would have just stayed in the hospitality or like viewed it from the <laughs> yeah. balcony because i tried going to a few of the spots i knew but, but as you can imagine it mm. was just completely round and yeah sort of no, no chance so yeah, he showed us some some spots that. Well, and you wouldn't have been walking through a forest to it to out for two hours in the middle of the night on my own. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, some some other some other great characters there. I'll give a shout out to James Bachelor as well. He's the funniest guy I think I've ever met on one of these trips. Um, he does. He has. He has some YouTube um, stuff that he does now as well. But he was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and then I saw him again at SMMT actually, along oh. with Joe, um, which was actually just after N24. But that was a really interesting day as well because I got to drive... You've talked about wanting to go to that for a while now. I know, and I'd just never been on it before. No one had invited me. And then SMMT themselves invited me this year, which apparently is quite bizarre, Um, but they did. And so I went (laughs) down. And you know what? It was like... like You won't know most of these people, but it, it was a bit like a school reunion but i don't know how to explain it in this car youtube world right even if i haven't even if we haven't met each other in person yes. we all you, know each other you all know about each other's channels and yeah stuff. like if well for example at this alpine event i was at the other day i never formally met him i don't yeah. think 
but Seb Delaney was there yeah and we made eye contact in this hotel lobby and said hello to each other because we just sort of knew yeah. who each other were um but it's it's like that so yeah I turned up to this SMMT day and there's um Tish from Auto Socials there we've got Abigail from uh, She Talks Cars uh jm on cars sports and touring all these people that some of which i've met in the past and some that i've just sort of seen online and it's all just, it was but just you great didn't, you didn't I, I, what you're trying to say is you didn't go up to them as if you'd never met them it was like you no, go up to them like oh yeah and then and maybe afterwards you went oh wait that was actually the first time i ever met that person yeah it's just like oh yeah. hey joe yeah, yeah. you know as it, if as if you never yeah you know, it's really it's really f- but it was really yeah, yeah it's, it's what I imagine it'd be like if you if you went to like a school reunion yeah. now, and it's like oh, well, you, know. you would you wouldn't need to. Well, you pick it yourself. up from where you. Yeah, you wouldn't you, need to introduce yourself. Yeah. It was like even if it's five years gone, you just yeah. pick it up from where you left off. Yeah. And even just some of the manufacturers as well, like Cupra were there, and uh, Holly Holly at Cupra. It was nice to see her again. I went on a launch um, that she'd invited me to before, so it's like oh hey, how are you? And uh, same with Porsche. James at Porsche was there, and we had a great chat for a while just about flying and stuff. Um, so that was really cool but I did actually drive some cars yes um, no you sat in the back of a 7 series oh I did actually <laughs> yeah I, you know what I saw the no one was probably looking at it and then you were just sat in it for an well, hour it was quite funny someone did um, <laughs> try and get in someone did come in whilst I was just in there because yeah. what I, I I saw the I've seen the i7 a lot and I've never really taken a second look I just think oh, it's a bit it's electric and it's a bit well it's very ugly although I don't think that so much anymore <laughs> And I thought, okay, oh, come on, I'll have a look, because it has that crazy plasma yeah. screen thing that everyone talks about. So I went and had a look, and I honestly could not believe <laughs> just the luxury. Like, yeah. it's the only word to describe it. I mean, it was so comfortable. I've never sat in anything so soft. Like, the seat in the back was the softest thing I've ever sat in my life. And you have this control panel, which is sort of a small, like, a very old iPhone sort of size, um, that you can control everything from. So you can bring down this plasma screen yeah you can put the blinds up you can change the color of the lighting um you can hit one button which i think is like lounge or relax or something it's a bit like um, and it sends the front passenger seat forwards all the way yeah. footrest so then comes down from that seat recline. you go all the way back it's honestly it's like a uh, first class yeah. seat on a plane i've always thought that it's a bit like rolls royce where you buy that car to not drive it yourself it's a bit of a weird concept isn't it i always see when i see people driving rolls royces i think as in they're driving it it's their car and they're driving it i'm thinking i feel like the a rolls royce is meant for a chauffeur to drive it and you to sit in the back because you don't get you're not you're probably when you're driving it you're not getting the full experience are you well, if you, you see, were driving that, you wouldn't be getting the full experience while I'm sat in the back. Do you see what that's I mean? What I, I completely agree yeah. with you. I think with the Rolls Royce, I think some people like say they are really great drivers' cars as well. Right. Um, but you're right. Yeah, most mostly people buy yeah. them to be driven in. Certainly, someone like a Maybach. But it's funny you say that because I I was sat in this one that was on a stand that was static. I wasn't driving around this this i7, and I actually after I filmed a little bit of content in there i genuinely sat in the back of it for about 20 minutes just doing some emails which was really funny but when i got out one of the bmw girls said um oh there's one that we're you know running up the course today do you want to drive it and i was like no (laughs) i don't i'm not not, i wasn't interested in driving it at all i just was so taken back and fascinated by all of the the (laughs) stuff in the back of it that's what so you're right i wasn't yeah it wasn't really interesting to me to drive um i don't think you could straight pipe that no, <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Actually, it's definitely it definitely like wind. I wonder if there will be an equivalent thing to straight piping an electric car. You know, electric cars though that 
they enhance the noise. They have a noise. They have a fake engine. They make sound. a noise. Yes. Yeah, but it comes out of speakers, doesn't it? Or... Yeah, but no, but outside the car, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a fake engine. Like the uh, the Porsche Taycan makes yeah. a real noise when you yeah when you. It's hear just it. weird though. Is it? But is that is that <laughs> no, artificially is it artificially yeah. produced noise? Yes. Or... No, it's not the actual noise of any battery. It's not anything. the battery's no, no, whining. No, 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 no. It's an actual art because they. I think there has to be legally a pedestrians. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't hear it. So, there but there's be... some cars that don't make because I think maybe it's the older electric yeah. cars before. Yes, the, like the earlier Tesla Model S's. Nothing. I was in town the other day and almost got run down by one. Uh, is it? I think it's certain speeds. Yeah, but it should be. It should be from one <laughs> mile an hour because that's when they're going to be most likely to hit. You know, someone like in a car yeah. park or something. Um, yeah, but uh, in terms of SMMT, not that you asked, but I drove a an Alpine A110S which is really cool because I went to this Alpine event a few weeks back and got to sit in one actually and I thought gosh this is a proper piece of kit so it's nice to be able to drive it yeah and I got to drive that up the Alpine route at at Millbrook Proving Ground which was it's it's the it's the same place they filmed Casino Royale yeah where he like has a crash in the DBS I think it's that bit of road so that was wicked because I just sort of did three laps (laughs) of this Alpine course the top speed is 55 miles an hour on it, but... On what? On this Alpine course, you can oh, only go 55. For safety. For safety. Right. But it was very sort of up, yeah, down, yeah. really so got steep, a real feel real hairpins. And I was doing it, yeah. 55 the entire time, <laughs> even on the hairpins, because that thing you can literally just throw into any course. It, it's like a lightweight Cayman. It's, a, it's amazing. And then I drove the, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I drove the Maserati Guacale, which is right. the new... It's not. I don't know if it's a Levante replacement. I think it's like SUV. a smaller version of the Levante. It's like the Porsche Macan. Yeah, you know that sort like of a thing. Mini thing. Yeah. But I drove the Trofeo version, which has five hundred and thirty yeah. horsepower or something. Oh, cool. And that I got to drive on the high speed Bowl. Right. Which I've seen on Top Gear. I think. Just even, do yeah, yeah. You could only go a hundred on there actually, <laughs> but that was great. Still got a feel for um, them. Mot- yeah. If it was on a motorway, I know a motorway is not banked, but how yeah. It would. And it was just this empty. Like it, it, honestly, <laughs> it was so surreal. And then. Uh, Porsche Cayenne the old one the oh. one that I really like it's weird but, they have old cars there as well isn't it yeah well they have a right, Porsche right did it, spectrum really. of you know you think you would think they would only have the new yeah models of I it. think it worked for Porsche because the, the, they were out all day those older ones right. I mean I, I actually missed out on the chance to drive the older 911 they had that's the, more your thing actually the G series that's, that's what your channel is at them well yeah that's why I had to go in yeah. the Cayenne um even though I'd driven one before, but this was like one that they had only had 14,000 right. miles on it and they use it as like a trainer. And actually it's going to Jeremy Clarkson in the summer. He said, um, what's he doing with it? Well, he just asked if he can have it on the farm for a week. So it no. might, it may appear in, in a future Clarkson's farm series. I guess they're probably filming that this summer. So who knows? But yeah, it was a really cool day. And actually as a result of that, I've got a, I'm going up to a day in Harrogate in a couple of weeks. Um, it's like a Maserati drive day so i'll get a chance to drive the mc20 which i can't wait because that's like evo car of the year proper supercar you know 296 rival so yeah it was cool yeah definitely i feel like today i've just yeah i feel like i've just been sort of bragging a little bit (laughs) it would be cool to get you on on yeah but these are this is what i think i see it a lot that Sometimes you do do you do go to events and obviously you don't release videos. So I see a lot from behind the scenes as mm. well of your YouTube and actually what goes into it and in terms of people you meet and people that pe- people watching might not know 
that you actually do come into contact with all these people and you do know people like Shmi, you do know all yeah. these people. So, But it is, I mean, the, the I've heard other uh, car YouTube people say it and it's true that the, well, what I said to you earlier is that we sort of all have a mutual respect for each other yeah. because we all do the same thing. Some of us have got bigger channels than others. Um, but it, it's the you know it's the same principle yeah. just on a smaller or bigger scale you're really to, you're all trying to achieve the same thing we're all tr- more or less yeah, yeah we're all trying to achieve success I suppose we just go go about it in different ways yeah yeah if it's Shmi it's buying new cars and if it's uh, Matt Armstrong it's buying ca- a word I can't say cars and then repairing them I'm probably somewhere in, well, I'm some, probably closer to Matt Armstrong in terms of <laughs> buying the new supercars than I am with Shmi, yeah, but um, yeah, we all have a different different approach and, and I love what um, Sam Seen Through Glass is doing at the moment, which he's just like absolutely smashing it in terms of video production because you'll learn this more probably if, if we carry on doing this podcasting thing together in that there seems to be this correlate weird correlation between if you put more effort into a video and it's and it's production value it does it does worse oh yes so if yeah, you you know if you i buy that. a drone if i i'm going up to scotland next week in a, in a new range rover and i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm my plan is to make a really beautiful film about glencoe yeah. and, and taking a range rover up there but me getting buying a drone and doing that and and really spending a whole day just on shots of the car driving past will not get me any more Where views. You said you filmed stuff, some of the most successful stuff you've just filmed on your phone sometimes. Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. And that gets the most views. It gets the best watch time, which makes the most it money. It's more raw and natural, I guess. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, that's a whole other thing to sort of discuss the psychology of why that is. I think I think it's easier to watch when something's very simple. But yeah, no, I, just, I was just thinking Sam, seen through glass. Despite that, he um, is ignoring it and just carrying on to make really well-produced, interesting content, which I appreciate and obviously lots and lots of his viewers do but it's tough when it would be a lot easier to just go and you know film yeah. something on your phone so yeah fair play to to sam but yeah we, we all, we're all doing the same thing in, in one way or another so it's nice to go to these events i've actually been really enjoying it because you know what i'm like i'm a bit of a i don't like people really some they're not you know, i quite like having this chat but, with you but, but you, you have to be kind of pushed sometimes to... i think i am an introvert mm, i wouldn't know when when some i get it sometimes sometimes it's probably like the thought as soon as every time someone says like should we go and do this and you're like you'll find a reason in your head to like it's two hours away i don't know sometimes the alpine event you would be like i've got so many things i need to do that day like kind of fit it in and then you go and then you realize actually once you're there it's um completely different story every time but that's exactly i mean even with this n24 trip the day before i was like <laughs> thinking of any any excuse i could make to just like <laughs> say to audi oh i just can't yeah it, but that's just like i just like to avoid social situations um and then yeah once you're actually in them you think oh this is great i can't believe i was thinking i was going to try to skip this one <laughs> it's very strange yeah that's definitely what i'm like I, just, I don't know if that makes me an introvert or if i'm just a wannabe introvert maybe i'm not sure <laughs> but i'm definitely happiest at yeah. home with my wife and my cat that's my happy place you're a <laughs> you're a 50 year old man i am a bit yeah i am especially when you see the sort of cars that i'm planning on buying but um yeah the yeah. car you've got now well the what's Jaguar. that oh that oh gosh yeah well that's right you don't see there, many nine twenty year olds i don't think you see any i don't think you see any 26 year olds driving one of those no anyway um 
I guess we should probably yeah. wrap it up. I, I'm sorry, I've just talked sort of for you today and at you. I'll leave the next one and I'll I'll talk at you instead. Maybe you <laughs> could, um, yeah, maybe you could do one where you sort of interview me. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I'll ask, I can ask, maybe people can send in questions, but also I can come up with questions that maybe they might want to know about you that... I reckon there might be quite a few people that want to know stuff about you because everyone knows yeah. who I am. Yeah. No one really knows who you are. Charlie. I've just, I've just appeared. <laughs> just this <laughs> random dude. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we could put together some yeah. sort of uh, question, answer episode. I would say neither of us live normal lives. No, you're you're yeah. you're very unique in the way yeah. that you're sort of always on the road. And Well, I, I am, but in a yeah. different way. Um, yeah, there could be some interest there. I think it's tricky to uh it's quite tricky to engage with the viewers on this because yes. we film quite long episodes and not that many and there's only so many comments and but I've been seeing lots of people listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so I really oh, appreciate I that. You say that we can't leave a comment on Spotify. I don't think you can. No. So we will get better at maybe setting up a proper Instagram account or something like yeah, that and where um, people can fire things in and Yeah. And maybe we can do it before then you put this out. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. yeah. But if you are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you. Thank you very much. Would you be able to leave a, I think you can leave a five star review. <laughs> you can follow us on Spotify, definitely. But if you could leave a five star review, we would really, you really like appreciate You can like stuff on Spotify. Can you? You can like songs. So you must be able to like a podcast. Maybe, but I don't know if that helps us. I feel like it's some algorithm it might. It might do, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so any sort of liking, rating, um, sharing you can do, we'd really appreciate yeah, that. For um, sure. We, yeah, we really want to grow this podcast. And if you're here on YouTube, thank you again. Thanks for watching. I hope you're enjoying uh, these podcasts. Please, as Charlie said, send in any questions you want us to yeah. answer. We'd make, love to... Make, make them interesting ones that Joel... This is a different avenue where we can go into depth on, on, on topics yeah. that... But that, that's why I started this is because, yeah. you know, the first episode we did was on, on lane hogging and, and, yeah. and how drivers are back. Exactly. I can only make one real, you know, I can only really make one 20 minute video on lane hogging on my YouTube channel. <laughs> but here we can talk for about it for hours yeah. and people will listen because I know lots of people find it equally frustrating. frustrating. So, yes, it's the same in terms of asking questions or anything like that. That This is a much uh, Ca- more casual environment. Yeah, there's, we've got more time to yeah. talk about it. So, yeah, anyway, if you if you are watching on YouTube, thank you. Make sure to like and subscribe and um, tell all your friends. And what's yeah. that? What's that? Write a comment. I don't know. What's that? I think when you subscribe, you get a tick, don't you, next to the subscribe. Is that what that hand movement was? Yeah. Looked like a, that looked like the old swipe up from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that anymore, do they? No. Oh, that's a whole other story. I finally got to 10,000 followers on Instagram, which well, meant hey. I could do swipe up. No, this was like a couple of years ago. You know you can buy a blue tick now. So we keep trying to end this. In this. I know, it's ridiculous. I'm going to buy, buy, you I'm can buy, buy blue one. Tick. You're like, why? Um, I don't know. Should, should we buy one for this podcast? At the moment, having a blue tick will give you a bit more credibility and right. it, people are more likely to take you seriously yeah. however i think very quickly if everyone's going to buy them that <laughs> it will just become redundant um my ten thousand followers story you could own you could on your stories you could add a link and do a swipe up thing which meant right. people could go straight from instagram to your to link your, like your youtube yeah. video for example and you could only get that when you got to ten thousand uh, followers and i finally after i don't know two or three years on instagram got rid of it 
got to 10,000 followers <laughs> and then they just gave it to everyone <laughs> so like you like you yeah, yeah anyone you, with any Tom Dick and Harry waiting waiting yeah. I'd, honestly anyway that sums up my luck sometimes yeah. but otherwise I'm very lucky I've been doing some really cool stuff and uh, thanks Charlie for letting me uh, shout yeah. your ears off about it um, I hope you guys have, been, have enjoyed this do let us know please comment on YouTube and um, send us a message on my Instagram or Charlie's Instagram which is also in the description Thank you all. Thank you, Charlie. And we'll see you hopefully not too long away in the next one. Bye. Bye.